edition of the Battling Pickle Podcast. My name is Dr. John Westfall, and you have stumbled onto a podcast feed that has a lot of different information week to week, day to day. I use this feed for all of my various classes that I teach in both psychology and first year seminar. Battling Pickle is an homage to the school that I teach at, which is Delta State University. One of our mascots is the fighting okra. And while I'm not as fierce as a fighting okra, I will battle you over a pickle. Welcome back to another episode. You've heard my opener, and today we are going to jump into another topic that was suggested by students in the Summer 1 session of Psychology of, ed of Learning. So it's our Ed Psychology course in the graduate level. We call it Psychology of Learning in the graduate level, and in the undergraduate level, it's Educational Psychology. Same um, material, but different depth. Uh, so we're going to go into depth in this podcast on one of the particular comments or questions that a student gave me on the learner survey at the beginning of the semester. It's also worth noting that uh, in a very strange way, I'm getting ready to iterate the course once again. And so if you're in the course right now, you've been given a survey uh, at the mid-semester, which we passed actually about a half a week ago, we passed mid-semester. Uh, and I'm using those uh, survey results to help me craft uh, Ed Psych that will be taught in July. So it's going to get re-rolled, and uh, I've gotten some great feedback. And this is one of the things that I'll address up the top because it's one of the things in teaching that you you only get if you actually ask students for their opinion. You know, the old joke about when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. We don't want to be beating our students, obviously. Yes, obviously, that should be obvious to everyone. But uh, we do sometimes need to ask them questions. And for example, one of the assignments that I've given in this June session have been the video analysis assignments. And the video analysis assignments, the way that they're set up in the course tools that we use that's uh, provided by the publisher, they only get one uh, gradable item on there. And it's a rating of one to five of where you think the instructor is in terms of how they're doing and all that. And in general, it's a splitting hairs sort of criteria. It's sort of like, you know, yeah, technically by that objective standard, they're a four, but you gave them a five because you thought they did a really good job. And evaluation is always subjective. So I wasn't too thrilled with those assignments. And a couple of students contacted me and said, hey, what, what do we need to do for um, this? But I, you know, wrote back and said, you know, I'm not too concerned about splitting hairs on this. I just want to make sure that you have the information you need. And so I've been giving a lot more credit for those, especially since there's a lot of qualitative information that's given in that assignment. There's a lot of watch the video, write the video, uh, comments down, you know, that sort of thing. And the automatic grading wasn't capturing that. And so just because students do get held up on the automatic grading, I thought maybe I would take those assignments out because there's a bunch of other assignments in the course. That's one of the pieces of feedback I've gotten is that there's a a lot of homework. Yep, there is a lot of homework. Maybe we don't need to have that much. In fact, those of you in July, if you're listening to this, when you see this podcast pop up, uh, you can thank those of the people in June that said, uh, maybe cut back on some of the homework assignments, which is something I do plan on doing. I actually plan on editing some of them. So they'll probably be the same number of assignments, but there'll be a few fewer questions on them. So these video assignments, like I said, they were going to be cut. And then I start reading the responses from the learner survey or the midterm survey. 
And it was, don't cut those. Those are great things. We've been enjoying watching the videos. We've been enjoying uh, doing those sorts of analysis. So now I'm thinking about how better to structure them so that uh, students know going in, hey, you know, you're going to, I'm going to reevaluate the grade that the computer gives you. It's not going to be the same grade every time. But it's a good example before we get into our topic today of trying to be very agile and intentional. You know, I thought those were a good assignment because of what they did, and they are good because of that. But then I came into a problem where they were unintentionally doing something. They were demotivating students because, you know, you said the person got a five and the right answer was a four and you got zero out of one points and get a zero. No one likes a zero in their grading, even if I'm going to go back through and override it later. And so now it's said, well, intentionally, I want to keep those in, but I just have to know how to approach them and how to articulate them to students so that students don't get that hit. You know, I can tell them, look, whatever the computer tells you, don't worry about it. At the end of the week, when I do my end of week wrap up grading, it's going to change and you don't have to worry. I'm going to go through and look at them. So that's an example of being agile and being intentional. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between two acronyms and two support systems that often get kind of confused with each other. And this was a question that someone had. What's the difference between RTI, Response to Intervention, and MTSS, Multi-Tiered System of Supports? These are two very common acronyms that you come across. You hear about them in professional development, you hear about them through your school districts, all that. They aren't the same thing. Let's talk a little bit about what makes them different. Okay, let's get into talking about the topic today, the difference between RTI and MTSS. As I said, these are two acronyms that you're hearing quite a bit. They actually both refer to a tiered approach or multi-tiered approach toward supporting struggling students. RTI is an older approach. MTSS is the approach that is starting to eclipse RTI. RTI, you have multiple tiers, a tier one that hits about 80% of the students uh, will get to their target under tier one. Tier two goes to a smaller group and tier three um, typically is the 5% remaining that need individualized intervention. So you kind of have this 80% get uh, to competency at tier one, 15 more percent at tier two, and then 5% at tier three. Uh, we use data to make our decisions about how you get into a tier. So that's another big key feature of both RTI and MTSS is that they're data-driven. We don't want to just have a informal evaluation saying, well, you know, I think this kid's doing well. Throw them in tier two. Uh, don't have to worry about tier three with them. Or these kids, you know, they're definitely going to need the help. Put them right into tier three to begin with. You want to be using all of your progress monitoring abilities, you know, checking everything, looking for them, universal screening, etc. As I said, MTSS took the RTI framework and said, you know what, we need to also add in non-academic needs of students. RTI is very much, I'm going to have a benchmark, you're going to hit that benchmark. If you're not hitting that benchmark, I'm going to give you better support. And if you're not hitting again, I'm going to give you a third level of support. MTSS is going to broaden this away from academic benchmarks into emotional support, social support. And it's similar to RTI in that it has a continuum of multiple supports. It's similar in that um, there are increasingly intensive interventions and it emphasizes high quality, 
but there are some key differences between RTI and MTSS. Uh, and one of them is what I already alluded to. MTSS is going to look at both academic and behavioral considerations. You can't really separate those two things. If you've got a student that is struggling in their coursework because of something emotional or behavioral related, then they feed into each other. You want to try to cut that as much as possible. So MTSS is going to extend beyond just the academic into curriculum design. Do we need to change how we're delivering this content? Behavioral intervention and supports for positive behavioral interventions. So supporting the behaviors we want, how do we do that? Learning uh, and collaboration among teachers and teachers sharing information with each other is going to be something that's more focused on MTSS because there's gonna be more information for the teachers to share. They're going to not just have you know, the test score that the student uh, is receiving, but also the behavioral data, the you know, social data, and a collaboration between the school and the family and problem solving. You know, RTI really sort of looks at it as the school is going to do the work and the family doesn't have to be involved in any way. But when you open it up beyond academic and you open it up to the more, I guess, um, soft metrics of emotional support, social support, environmental support, all those things that Bronfenbrenner really gets us thinking about at the beginning of uh, his developmental theories, talking about the meso-level, macro-level, micro-level, all those things. When you have that broadening, you're going to have more collaboration because you're going to have more to say to someone. You're going to have more to talk about and more richness. And MTSS, because it's broader, is going to also necessitate some changes in leadership and changes in how districts decide what they're going to do. Um, RTI, you can sort of implement on just a classroom level and probably be very successful with it. MTSS, to do it right, you're going to have to, to move it out. MTSS is becoming the standard. It's becoming a more well-defined approach. And a lot of people who kind of came up over the last 20 years with RTI are looking at MTSS and going, well, this just is the same thing rolled all over again. It's including RTI, but it's eclipsing it with more of those supports and those supports in different areas. And when I look back through some of the podcast topics that uh, I will be covering over the rest of the, the summer, when even I get into um the summer two session of psychology of, of learning, I believe I'll probably uh, use some of these same topics. But when you look at some of these that I was, I rattled off a few podcasts ago, you know, different learning methods, autism, ways to motivate students, mindfulness, teaching in poverty, those sorts of things. A lot of those intersect those areas of academic and social and emotional. So if you're thinking about the interventions that you would like to push in your own classrooms, in your own districts, in your own practice, you want to broaden yourself up to those things. In fact, that's why you're taking this class if you're in psychology of learning right now, because you're taking a class that's getting you to think about the psychology aspect versus simply the metric of did the student learn? How well did they learn? Are we moving forward, et cetera? That is the difference between RTI and MTSS. 
Um, and like I said, this podcast, uh, I have a lot of podcast information that I haven't been able to get to because I don't want to flood the market with podcasts, so to speak. But I do still have a few more topics that I want to talk about in this semester and in July uh, before we hit August and I start pivoting toward my fall classes this year. And the fall classes this year are not going to be ed psych related. So if you've been listening to this podcast just because you know me and you're curious, uh, which is great, I really appreciate that. You know that uh, there's some topics coming up in the fall that are going to be related to the classes I'm teaching, things like statistics. So if you hate statistics, you can always... uh, subscribe to this podcast and maybe hear some things that make you hate them a little less. And if you are um, interested in abnormal psychology, I'm planning on talking about that this fall. But I still do have some ed psych topics that we're going to be hitting over the next few weeks. Next week, it is the last week of the semester for psychology of learning in June. So I'll be kind of finishing up one group of uh, students and then starting another And major projects are due next week. If you remember a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about the major project. And my plan for next week's podcast episode is that I should have by Wednesday, Thursday, all of the major projects that I will receive. I'll have them in and hopefully have had a chance to look at them and grade them. And um, my plan is to talk about what I'm seeing in there and try to give some feedback not only to the students in the current semester, but also uh, future students about what do these projects actually look like? I talked about in podcast episode four, what you could do. Now I wanna talk about what people did do and how they accomplish those things. So if later um, you know, you're, you're listening to this and you're going, my instructor gave me this very nebulous project and I don't know how I'm ever going to do something, go listen to episode four and then uh, listen to next week's episode and you should get some more information on it. Remember this podcast is designed to be interactive. I haven't had anyone leave me a message yet, but you certainly can. You just go to anchor.fm slash battling pickle and choose the message option. It'll let you record a message that you can send in and I can play it on the podcast and respond to it. I'd love to turn this into a Q&A sort of podcast from time to time. I think the episode length is a pretty good length at this point, around 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the most. That's usually something that everyone can handle on a regular basis. And hopefully this will be the start of uh, a number of episodes of good content that help you. Hopefully today you've uh, taken something away from both the discussion of RTI, MTSS, and also how to be intentional with a assignment that doesn't seem to be working, but is working in ways that you don't even realize. This has been another episode of the Battling Pickle podcast. Please do give me some feedback, as I've mentioned in the episodes, that you can comment back and give me your cues, and I will give you my A's, questions and answers. Hopefully you'll have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.